2: Margaret
0: er, a fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend And who's partner? For the top end of Stevenson.
1: Okay, Darkman's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'ma take the bump for
0: you. I'ma take the bump for you. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. No, I am neither Rab or Gradle. My name's John, I'm the producer of the show, you know that really annoying laugh that you hear in the background normally and the person that normally shouts over the way stuff to the boys, that's me. Finally I've got the microphone in front of me though, Uh, now the boys are off for the next couple of weeks and would not want to speculate but it is Royal Rumble this weekend so you never know who might turn up, who knows, this might happen. Can you imagine the pop if El Gredo strolls out at the Rumble this weekend? Uh, listen, pure speculation on my part, but he's not here, so you never know. Maybe it's that final push for Chips, Cheese and Meat getting signed to the WWE. Who knows? Who knows? So while the boys are off, uh, we don't want you to miss out on anything wrestling daft. So hopefully you haven't switched off by this point. You're still with us and uh, not went to another wrestling podcast because... There's hardly any out there on the internet, honestly. Uh, we'll do your burrier putovers uh, on the list of wrestling daft this week. We're going to look at the best Royal Rumble matches. We'll also be catching up from the latest in the world of wrestling with sports kida journalist Gary Cassidy. Plus, we're having a chat to Scotland's top referee. Sean McLaughlin, and find out what it's really like to wear those stripes. Now, I'm saying we, uh, and that's for the reason, I'm joined by my friend and fellow Mark, a man bigger than Tessa Blanchard's list of people that hate her, He's six foot five, and his name is Alex. Alex, thank you for holding my hand while well, Grado are away.
3: No problem, John. I mean, I will thank you less for uh, attributing me with Tessa Blanchard on my first sorry. mention on this pop car- podcast, but I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Um, now, for Adam
0: are like Hogan and Macho Man, we're pretty much more like Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, really, aren't we?
3: I think so. But as long as no one tries to attack us with a two by four or anything along those lines, I think we might be okay. Ah, we
0: might be all right. So uh, this is more like the Sunday Night Heat as opposed to the Raw but the boys will be back in a few weeks time but we want to catch up with your correspondence from last week in the boys absence so here's a few things you guys said on our social media remember you can hit us up at Wrestling Daft on Twitter it's Wrestling Daft Podcast on Instagram and just type in Wrestling Daft on Facebook to keep up to date with the show Uh, Scott says the highlight of 2020 so far was the fact that Rab called him a fucking idiot last week for buying 2K20 and he said he always preferred Ian Connell anyway in Burniston. <laughs> um, he would also like to thank Mark Dallas for his recommendation of WCW Feel the Bang Game, which is free to download on the internet. Now, Alex, you're a big gamer. Have you downloaded this yet?
3: I haven't had a go yet, no. I've been meaning to since last week. But let's be honest, the current generation of WWE games put us all off playing oh, any type geez. of wrestling game. Bring,
0: bring back no mercy. Or Smackdown, here comes the oh, pain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, like Rab said last week, we definitely need to do a show on wrestling games at some point. We'll get that in. Um, Richie Law uh, says on twitter mind that time maven put the undertaker out of the 2002 royal rumble i do remember that no neither did i but i'm signed up to the network thanks to at wrestling daft hope your shares went up a penny rab for us. it's your fault worth it but that's the thing that the boys love about this podcast is people are getting back into wrestling through listening to this podcast now i love the fact that wrestling is just it just seems to have blown up again
3: the the whole youtube generation as well i think it's brought a lot of us back and it's given us all so much supporting content that there's just endless amounts of endless amounts to consume nowadays
0: no absolutely well done richie for getting involved now we've not had one of these in a wee while but paul mayer has been in touch now we tend to do meeting wrestlers in strange places and he says um i saw the million dollar man at school in bell's hill i thought he was going to be talking about wrestling now I know exactly where this is going I quickly found out it was him talking about how he had found God and how God how good God was try to say that fast <laughs> Uh,
3: Did he have well, Reverend Devon with him there just for I'd, the
0: uh, bit? <laughs> Maybe B- Batista, Deacon
3: Batista. Oh, uh, Everyone needs a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a bodyguard.
0: <laughs> before I could have realised I was blocked in the middle of the aisle by a lot of Bible bashers, I had to sit through two hymns, an American gospel song, and a whole lot of people randomly standing up shouting, Amen and praise Jesus. In Bells hell, what? Um, thankfully, there was a short interval. I took that ob- opportunity to squeeze by them and go to the toilet before making a sharp exit, and I pissed myself laughing all the way home. I, can't imagine in Bell's
3: Hill there are people that would stand up and go, "Amen, brother, praise Jesus." That it, doesn't happen in Bell's Hill, does it? Yeah, like all those uh, the American YouTube ones that you watch, and it's people just lying around on the floor, convulsing, and things like that. I mean, people in <laughs> Bell's Hill do that a lot, but not for that reason. I don't. Yeah, say... yeah,
0: it's certainly not through God. It's more through Jakeiness.
3: Um, also, are we allowed to say Bible bashes in two thousand in twenty twenty? I mean. Christians, we'll just edit that <laughs> bit. It was Christians. Um, oh, it's a direct quote. I think you can get away with it. Just blame Paul. Yeah, Mayer. It'll exact,
0: be fun. exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, now we're talking about uh, wrestling Christmas presents that you may have had in the past, and I love this story from El Russo Mallow, who dropped us a message on Facebook. He says, "I bought
3: my wife the twenty-four-seven belt for Christmas this year." I think before we continue, we should <laughs> we should find out whether or not his wife is still his wife after that present. I Let's could, be well, honest.
0: I, I would. Could you imagine the reaction if you go, "Darling, I've, I've been to the Jewelers something lovely oh is it what is it it's this wrestling belt
3: but he literally picked the worst possible belt you could have I picked i quite like the 24 7 belt i really do green is not a color for a championship belt even ask conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather and that horrific <laughs> alligator <laughs> world money championship as well
0: fair play i the story gets better though i also bought my two-year-old a referee outfit so his wife gets the 24 7 belt and the two-year-old is getting a referee outfit, and it gets better. At my mum's on Christmas Day, my son wore the outfit, and my wife opened her present, the belt. As soon as she went to open it, I pulled her legs out from under her and pinned her, screaming, "'Count Ref!' My mum thought we were really fighting and had no idea what was going on. The wife was pissing herself laughing till she realised her new designer dress was getting dragged all over the floor." I'm pleased to say I left the ref outfit at my mum's, so I am still undefeated for the belt. We are a geeky family for sure. <laughs> that is the best story I have ever heard.
3: I really hope his wife likes wrestling or else <laughs> it's <just> going <laughs> no sense.
0: But I do love the fact that there's, there's a, there could be like a couple out there, obviously El Russo Mao, and maybe they just do this as a, a kind of couples thing, keep pinning each other for the 24-7 belt. I'm going to try and get my wife into this. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's, that's your anniversary present right there, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be the best decision of your life or the worst decision it's of your life. It's probably going to be the
0: worst. We started our new, brand new feature last week, uh, Moz do wrestling catchphrases, inspired by our friend Gaz Bannon. Um, Lucy Langford says, I got my mum to say, who bad, we bad, in the car about a week ago when she accidentally ran a red, b- best moment ever. Who's catchphrase was that? Who bad, we bad.
3: I'm trying to think to be honest that one's gone completely over the who top bad, of my head Who Bad, We Bad
0: that's that you're meant to be the mark here Alex come on
3: I know I'm trying like this is uh, the only person I can think of is Kip Sabian but that's recent and I, I don't think that's a thing Right
0: okay uh, if you know who the catchphrase Who Bad, We Bad was from uh, get in touch via the Twitter um, also thanks to Martin who got his maw to do a bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin listen to this
1: and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so.
0: I love the fact she has committed to that part by putting on an American
3: accent. But you can still hear the Scottish undertones yeah. falling through it quite <laughs> obviously as what's, well.
1: Let's hear And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so.
0: <laughs> you can hear just the Scottish bit at the end. Just there. at the
3: end, she loses class, the upset.
0: Class, um, Apparently, though, she's a bit of a show-off as a Martinsmore and she went a bit off script
1: This is Bret Hart from the
0: USSR
3: So Bret Hart is now a Russian athlete Since
0: when did Bretta Hart have the catchphrase, I'm Bret Hart and I'm from the USSR?
3: Yeah, I have to say, maybe don't give her a job in WWE, oh, maybe do give her a job in WWE creative, it might improve it, you know what I mean? She's obviously got more original ideas than they do.
0: Is this like the Superman read, um, what was the Superman when he landed in Russia and they wrote the graphic novel about Superman being in Russia? (laughs) Is it is yep, this like a, is this like the Bret Hart who landed in the USSR by mistake? No,
3: you never know. He could've went and continued his career over there at the end yeah, of the day,
0: yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah love that if you've got if you can get your more to do a wrestling catchphrase we would love to hear it
3: can we push it over the top and get them to do like the wrestler celebration as well so she obviously ended that by slamming two tinnies together and downing them obviously <laughs> so just add that in as well yeah yeah and if you want to do that please get in touch with us at Wrestling
0: Daft on Twitter obviously on Facebook it's Wrestling Daft or you can email them to Daft at gmail.com <laughs> So while Rob and Greg are off, we want to keep you up to date with what's been going on in the world of wrestling. And to do that, we thought we'd invite a man onto the show to interview just about everyone in the business. Um, from Sportskeeda, it's Gary Cassidy. Gary, thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me. Man. Thanks for the intro. I'll take that any day of the week.
0: No worries, mate. No worries. You're just fresh off of, uh, you were down at the big BT Sport WWE launch down in London last week, weren't you?
2: Aye, so um, I've actually just got back to Glasgow a couple of days ago I was doing in Blackpool for Takeover, um, Blackpool 2 And then straight back up to Glasgow on Monday after that And then straight back to London on the Tuesday um, To go to the, the BT launch Which beforehand I got to interview a load of the superstars on a bus Which was probably the most <laughs> surreal experience I've ever had But man, I'm all for it, I'll take I'm, that Absolutely, <laughs> who are you speaking to? Um, so I had, uh, first up was Paige And then I had Seamus, Charlotte Flair Uh, Andrade Kurt Angle And Nicky Cross Nice Um, Any any, any good scoops uh, Well um, During TakeOver I actually Kinda I didn't put my foot in it I put Triple H's foot in it With with regards to a comment About Paige that he made So I had to ask her about that um, That was you That
3: started
0: that
2: that Oh. Aye, sadly I. Someone
3: tells me you're not getting that photograph with Triple H pointing at you casually for your Instagram, unfortunately, as well.
2: I already got it. it just didn't have the finger out, so I <laughs> that
3: out that, so. Probably, probably. So,
0: uh, wrestling news. What's been happening in the world of wrestling this week, Gary? Aye,
2: uh, well, the biggest news. Uh, I, I mentioned there that I, I got myself into a wee bit of trouble with Triple H. Um, the question I'd actually asked them was... Um, well, a lot of rumours going around surrounding uh, returns at the Royal Rumble. The two big names mentioned have obviously been Paige and Edge. Uh, the, the Paige one I kind of clarified when I spoke to her. Um, she kind of joked a wee bit about it. She said, um, oh, well, I'd, I'd said maybe the Royal Rumble is a joke. Um, you never know. She ended that by saying, um, like, never say never, essentially. Stuff we already know. She's she's not medically cleared. Edge, pretty much the same thing. He was on a uh, Peril Jams podcast, which... I found a wee bit of strange. Uh, <laughs> yeah, live on the Cole connection Aye, yeah. <laughs> no idea. But, I mean, wrestling seems to be getting everywhere nowadays. It's, it's brilliant. I'll not complain. But he said a similar thing. Um, you know, when wrestlers do this, it's kind of a lose-lose situation because they of say, I'll be back at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So where, where's, where's the mystery in that? Um, so, obviously, they, they're in a lose-lose situation. They're saying, I'll go be back. If they come back, they've been us all along. If they don't come back, it's like they didn't come back, and and all the rumors have been that they're coming back. Obviously, this kind of came from something PW Insider had speculated about. Um, Mike Johnson had essentially said he'd heard rumblings that Edge will be back. He signed a new contract that's not a Legends deal, um, so it might involve an on-screen role. It'd been um, it'd been seen where WWE's medical headquarters are. Uh, yeah. But he's spoken out about it now And, and obviously the Elias stuff as well the, Even Lope was the, the smallest bit of physicality He speared Elias at SummerSlam And that kind of caused a few a few rumours to, to come out um, But he spoke on that podcast about it And <laughs> essentially denied it again As you would expect him to um, He said, it's, it's kind of funny to me uh, All the rumours that I've been in Pittsburgh I've been cleared to wrestle again And I've signed a new contract um, And he said he's not been there He's not signed a new contract like i say lose lose john morrison just a couple of weeks ago and um, debunked uh pw insider saying he'd signed a new contract and we know what happened there yeah, um, yeah, yeah, will it happen <laughs> who knows um again when i said when i spoke to triple h what he said was um it's down to two things personal choice and medical choice and he said personal choice obviously they need to choose to come back but the be all and end all as well they get medically cleared and he hopes they live happy and healthy lives I actually just spoke to Sheamus as well, I was saying. and, and Loving these name
0: drops, loving these name drops. I,
2: <laughs> so I'm trying to get in as many as I can. But, um, that one I've not even put the video out yet because it was essentially the kind of thing you'd expect him to say. He's just came back from a, a pretty nasty injury. Um, it was out where I, I believe it was spinal stenosis. I'm not certain on that. Um, but he then suffered a pretty bad concussion the night after WrestleMania, a couple of nights after WrestleMania. Um, and he's been out up until just last week. Uh, so so he essentially said the same thing, he's like obviously with himself and with Daniel Bryan coming back, anything's possible but if they're not cleared, they're not cleared uh, and he said that he'd love them back, he misses them a lot, echoed the, the comments of Triple H and i would guess many others but essentially it's done to the doctors and we'll need to wait and see at the Royal Rumble I guess.
0: Fair play and it looks like AEW have made a couple of signings or rumoured to be making a couple of signings.
2: Yeah, so the big rumoured one right now is Lance Archer. Um, again, if you don't watch Japanese wrestling, that name might not hold a lot of weight with you.
0: Alex is our Japanese uh, wrestling expert. He's just back from Japan.
3: Well, uh, Lance was very impressive during the G1, so much so he got himself a little bit of the US title action. He was on the Wrestle Kingdom card. I mean, he did get beaten by John Moxley in the end of the day, but it was good showings. He's been very impressive this year, so I'm not surprised about that.
2: I remember him back for the the TNA days when it was uh, it was Lance oh, sorry it was Dallas in TNA up until they signed Diamond Dallas Page and they got forced to change his name. Well, um, he was part of the tag of...
3: division in TNA, was he not? Was
2: he? Aye, I, I think that might have been the case. Um, but I was going to say I remember him for that, and then the ma- the main thing I remember him for it was actually in WWE for a wee while. Um, so I'm surprised that they've they've maybe no got onto the you never know maybe they have as well, and it's just the AEW AEW offering them something else. But it was in WWE. Is Lance Hoyt and then Vance Archer, which obviously you can see where he's got the new name from. He was an <laughs> FCW. Obviously, you said there he, he got himself a good showing, quite a few of shows. Um, um, most like, uh, sorry, most recently winning the IWGP US Championship after John Moxley had to vacate it, and then losing it again to jo- John Moxley in a death match at Wrestle Kingdom. Really good signing. I believe he's 42 years old now, so yeah, he, oh, he's obviously getting on a wee bit, but you never know. A lot of the other signings, you, know, you look at Chris Jericho, obviously, as the main one. He's He's been probably the best thing about AEW, and he's up there in the ages. So he'd definitely be a good signing. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Brian Cage, who, again, most people probably know him for Impact Wrestling, for Lich Underground. Big brute of a guy, absolute monster in the ring. He's the kind of guy that it's always been one that you're like, why have WWE not signed him yeah. And then when AEW have kind of culminated the last year and actually having live shows, it's like, man, he'd probably be a great addition to anywhere else. so if they get any of those guys, it's it's a big difference to what they've got just now because people have been saying there's a lack of bigger talent in AEW, EW, aside from maybe like a Luchasaurus, Lucha I guess. Yeah, and you can
3: see the, the two of them going up. in with uh, Luke, Luke Harper as well as the big yeah, three guys on that yeah, roster.
2: that's
0: true. <laughs> that's true. We're waiting for news on Luke Harper. Uh, and sorry,
3: uh, Brody Lee, I apologise. Not Luke Harper, yeah, no, Brody Lee.
0: Sorry, <laughs> Brody Lee. Uh, and looks like it's good news for wrestling fans because the WWE is going to be free to air soon on the, in the UK.
2: Yeah, well that's, um, like I said uh, Like you were saying about me being down at the the BT launch, what I've got to say Firstly, they've put some amount of money And investment into into WWE As a product Uh, They get presented with the the big uh, six and a half Grand belt, I got to hold that and stuff Got to be down there and watch everything they were doing Obviously they're putting a lot of money into it They're showing Raw Smackdown NXT live Every week in NXT UK just after It broadcasts, or streams live On the network, Um, but BT Sport have kind of been in cahoots with Channel 5 over the years, so this was one that a few people might have seen coming. Um, they've been showing like the, the motorsport and, and the rugby and stuff like that, but it just got announced yesterday, obviously not too long after the BT Sport deal started, that yet Ron SmackDown free air in the UK for the first time ever. Um, a lot of people might remember back to Channel 4 showing um, Sunday Night Heat. I think that was back in 1999, was, uh, yeah. maybe 20 years ago. But yeah, it's now going to be free to air, um, as you would expect, a wee bit behind the, the live broadcast um, due to exclusivity rights and stuff like that. So it's starting on the 2nd of February, which will be next Sunday, I believe. And that is uh, Raw showing on the Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. And then the following week, it's going to be Smackdown on the Saturday at the same time and Raw on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. I guess, just so they can keep continuity. Um, SmackDown's going to be eight days later than the first broadcast, and Raw's going to be five days later than the first broadcast. But exciting news for UK fans in particular, because NXT UK is also going to be on the Paramount Network. I heard and this, yeah. It's, it looks like it's a midnight. It's, it's a wee bit unclear with that one. It says Wednesday at midnight, um, but I don't know if they're counting that as Tuesday at midnight. Right. You're into Wednesday, yeah, yeah, or it's going to be on another- Either way, it's absolutely amazing to see
0: WWE on, on free-to-air television anyway. Yeah, I have to say I'm delighted with it because I had Sky Sports and I don't have BT Sports, so this is a, this is good news for me. It's not, Alex obviously uses the hooky internet services to get all his raw and Man, thank you
3: for uh, just putting that out there on yeah. the internet, John. Much that, appreciated. No worries. Well, speaking of uh, free-to-air wrestling, has anyone seen the news that Impact have now been banned from Twitch as of today? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen why they've been banned? I, I have indeed. Do you want to take this one? <laughs> like uh, I felt it needs a mention since, you know, everyone loves Rob What happened? <laughs> so uh, the news came up this morning that uh, Impact have been banned from Twitch. Now, the story runs from this week's episode of Impact. So RVD went over Brian Cage at Hard to Kill, the same pay-per-view where Blanchard won the yeah, title of yeah. Callahan. And then he essentially did his own version of a live sex celebration <laughs> on TNA Impact this week with both his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend. And I believe the segment ended with them all with their shirts off, covered in whipped cream, and then Rob, like, exposing, like, taking off a dressing ground to show more whipped cream downstairs or something. And then this got put up on Twitch, and I believe an like, entire account's was little Ro- Was
0: little Rob out to see?
3: I'm not sure if he was out to sea there was maybe some wake covering him but oh, I mean, right. it was, oh, uh, yeah.
2: the best thing about that is I think everybody that's been on Wrestling Daft the past uh, few weeks burying the Lana, Lashley Liv Morgan, Rusev angle man I'd love to see their reaction to that because oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is next uh, level is that it then Gary? Um, just a couple of other things, uh, breaking news in the last couple of minutes, um, it's going to be maybe maybe 24 hours ago by the time people listen to this, um, but PW Insider are reporting that there's going to be a name change to one of the titles in WWE. A pretty surprising one, but maybe not for anyone that might have seen this week's WWE backstage. So on that, Becky Lynch was talking a lot about um, how the next step for equality in-, in WWE is to get rid of the term women's. So no women's division because you don't say men's division pretty much. Yeah. In this change, uh, PWR Insider are reporting that WWE have issued an internal decree stating that the NXT Women's Championship from now on is just going to be called the NXT Championship. Um, there's no word as to whether that's going to be something that's going to force a name change for the the male uh, NXT Championship essentially, or if it's going to be something that will carry over into Raw SmackDown. Yet, yeah. obviously, it's maybe a bit an, an easier one for them if they did decide to do it for Raw and SmackDown. Because there's no Raw Smackdown male championship. But that's a pretty interesting one if it, if it's actually happening. We'll obviously see maybe over the weekend at Worlds Collider next week on NXT if it happens. Um, and also just with regards to championships, another wee plug for uh, somebody I interviewed was Andrade last week. The very first thing that Andrade said to me when I sat down, um, I asked him and Charlotte. As you do, uh, how, how's life as an engaged couple? And they were saying it's brilliant, but they've not had any time to do anything. Andrade won the title. Then they went to Mexico and and were engaged over New Year. And then now they're back and the, they're over here in the UK. Obviously, now they're back in America. Um, but the first thing he pointed out to me was he said, no time for change. And he pointed to the title, uh, sorry, the, the US Championship, the little plate on it. And it said, Rey Mysterio. Obviously, I won the title for Rey Mysterio. Um, that could mean anything, could mean a lot of things. Um, you never know it, could I mean, a last-minute decision to change, to change the title when they did at the Madison Square Garden House show. So they might have just not really got around to making a play up before the title changed hands. I know they usually do it anyway afterwards, just in case anything happens. And there was a lot of things. It was different countries and that, so maybe they just didn't get around to it. But an interesting note, um, back in November, it was reported by Belt Van Dan, who... Don't need to say his name too quickly if you're Scottish <laughs> like I did right there. Um, but he was reporting that um, right after the Continental Championship got revamped, that the same thing had happened with the United States Championship and they've just not yet got round to debuting it on TV. Well, what better time? Um, because as far as I know, after Andrade's title defence on Monday Night Raw, where a few days later, still no nameplate. Um, obviously, that could change. They could just stick the nameplate on the title. But wee bit of speculation
3: there. I did see today they've booked a US title match for the main card of the Rumble. So they've booked yeah. Andrade versus uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, so yeah. that could be the spot to do it at the yeah, beginning of the Rumble to open the show yeah, or that, something.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Well, Gary, thank you very much for coming
2: on and sharing your wisdom. No, thank you for having me. I'm an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you.
0: And where could people get you if they want to follow your adventures meeting wrestlers across the world, Gary?
2: Sadly, I think the adventures might be uh, done for a wee while now, but I'm... Um, gradually posting all the videos and everything for the past week so if you want to catch them i'm on twitter and uh, instagram is the, the same thing it's conscious gary that's c-o-n-s-c-i-o-u-s-g-r-y and if you want to read any of my articles i linked link them on there as well but i'm on Sportskida uh, just as gary cassidy and i also do a wee bit of wrestling content for the bbc and um, my first video was up there on bbc the social and it's all about people saying wrestling's fake uh, so if you've been on either side of that conversation Go check that out And uh, come on Twitter And tell me I've done a terrible job
0: We've all been there Gary We've all been there Don't <laughs> worry We feel your pain Here on Wrestling Gary thanks very much mate We'll hopefully speak up To you next week Thank you man Cheers <laughs> So every week, Rab and Ray like to do your buddies and put overs, and this week is no different. We're going to separate the manotaurs from the mankinds of this world as we talk about the good and bad of professional wrestling. Now, Alex, let's start off with you. What would you like to put over this week?
3: This week, I would like to put over, from NXT, the tag team of Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, the Broserweights. weights. Now, a, a couple of reasons for this. I think the big one for me right off the bat is they came out wearing synchronised gear. All
0: for, for that. Every tag team should have synchronized
3: gear. Exactly. Especially well, considering how many actual tag teams don't do this. To have a thrown really together tag team. Off. Fantastic. Also like yeah. the hair matches and stuff like that. Yeah. And they even did a tag team finisher. But they were they were terrific. Went over the went over the UK tag team last week. And, and Pete Dunne, he just seems to be the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic special throw-in singles man because, you know, he had a really good run Rod yeah. with Roddy a couple of years ago and this year you can see him and him and, uh, Matt potentially getting all the way to the finals. So, I did see a comment
0: online that they should have called... The tag team, Joint Manipulation, which I thought was a br- <laughs> I mean, bros are cool, but I thought Joint Manipulation would be an awesome name for a tag team.
3: I somehow don't see that getting through the WWE marketing department somehow, John. Maybe not. Maybe not.
0: Um, and what are you burying?
3: This week, I'm going to bury Roman Reigns' addition to his entrance... Now, for those who didn't <laughs> notice, uh, a certain big dog decided to have a very small mat to put out in a very convenient location for his Superman punch to the ground. Um, I think this was actually pointed out on Twitter to which he responded something along the lines of at least I'm not smacking my head through a car door like Goldberg (laughs) so he's potentially got himself a bit of beef with Goldberg and then used the excuse that he does this for 52 weeks poor old big dog
0: that floor must be really hard to punch to be fair if he's yep, try it there Ah, oh, but the man, he wears
3: gloves, John. It, he he does wears wear gloves.
0: gloves. <laughs> he does, wear bigger gloves, Roman. Don't get a little mat. You're meant to be the big dog. And then he's got a little... A big dog with a little uh, mat, you well, know? A little mat to help, help his little hand. Cool. Um, I'm going to put over, from AEW this week, uh, DDP. Because... He was in
3: such good shape.
0: Man, he's like in his 60s. And he was like flying about that ring when I watched it last week like he was in his 20s
3: exactly why do you need to have any paid advertising for ddp yoga yeah, exactly. when you could just send alice out on a wednesday night
0: absolutely ddp yoga i am signing up for that bad boy and i'd like to bury it this week i'd like to bury putting the tag titles on seth rollins and buddy murphy now i get it right okay the, the good points about it are that buddy murphy gets a strap on him right and he gets and something, get, to and get something to do and he gets something to do but they've made this faction, you know, and it was set up for th- in the story. And Rob was actually quite good Monday night. We'll get to that through your buddy and put overs in a minute. But yeah, Buddy kind of, you know, joined it, the, and then they've thrown this to get team together. Should it not have been the AOP that got? I think that? it really
3: should have been AOP. But are they already planting like? A breakup angle for Seth's new stable three weeks after it's nah, been created. I, I, yeah. I doubt it. I can see this yeah. staying together for a while. I
0: guess they're maybe saving the kind of AOP War Raiders match, sorry, Viking Experience match for <laughs> um, WrestleMania or something like that. But I was just like, As you a know, Vince I McMahon's
3: going to put a tag match I, on the main card of WrestleMania.
0: I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of like throwing together tag teams winning the tag titles against. Tag teams, you know what I mean? Unless like, it's Dolph Ziggler who
3: does it every second week. I so know, I know, just.
0: Anyway, so I'm burying that. Uh, let's get to your uh, buddies and put overs. Andy Clark put over uh, Seth Rollins and Pals winning the tag titles. There you go. Uh John Moxley, because John Moxley, uh, Mysterio and Draddy and he wants to put over himself for getting accepted into uni from college. What a fucking guy, he says. What a lad. Well a done, lot. Andy. Totally went against what I was saying about um Seth and Buddy, but we'll let you off for that one. I think
3: you're allowed to put yourself over as yeah, well. Yeah you put know?
0: yourself over, why not? Uh, buddy EW's wishy washy storytelling. Pish. Some is good, rest is fresh turds Good matches, shit
3: stories. I think he might be talking about Brandy Rhodes there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we've talked, Rab's certainly spoken on this show about it before. I think backstage, they do need, you know, as far as I'm aware, it's the guys are writing most of the stuff. I really think they need someone backstage or someone in creative just to, to, to look write over top look over as the well. stories and stuff like that. Because as the one big fail of AEW is the storytelling. Because they expect you to watch... Like everything, because you've got all elite on YouTube, and you got Dark, and you're I expected to consume all this and know what's going on. And I have to say, the commentary team, Jim Ross especially, God, love him. Um, he's been d- making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, they don't Persian. really talk you through it. They just, they just. So yeah, I, I, I get that, but I get that, buddy.
3: I find Excalibur has been trying, yeah, trying I really, so. really yeah, hard, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. not getting enough. He's not being. They're not giving him a platform to be able to get those stories over yet. Yeah, true, true,
0: true. Um, <laughs> buddy, and. From Gary McDee on Facebook, AEW's lack of storylines, again going through the, the lack of storylines and putting over Roddy Strong on NXT since joining the Undisputed Era. The guy's been a fantastic, dirty, snarky heel. He has been. He needed
3: it. like As yeah. much as we all loved Roddy's ring work, I think... We could. He was just a bit bland. No, that's what that
0: you know, he goes on to say he was just white meat babyface character when he first joined in this. You know, Roddy song. Now he obviously dropped the title, which we've just spoiled from Alex uh, just a minute ago. He dropped the title to Keith Lee. But so it will be interesting to see where that goes if that turns into like the rest of the undisputed era turning on Roddy for not having a title.
3: Who knows? Could be the end. The dissension of
0: the undisputed era. Could
3: be. It could be. But well, I do like last week Keith Lee prophesized breaking the golden prophecy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All for Keith Lee. Put Keith Lee over as well. Ku on uh, Twitter. I'm going to put over the first two hours of Raw this week. Thought it was excellent for the most part. Burying, however, the last hour. Get yeah, so far to fuck. Matt Hardy deserves better. Yeah, Matt Hardy getting buried by Raw. Now, come on. He's on his way to AEW. He's on he? his
3: way. It's, it's the classic new WWE thing. A month before you leave, you're going to get absolutely booked to shit. And so that when you turn up on the competition's programming, you look like shit. Unfortunately, it doesn't work as a lot of these talents have been building themselves back up on YouTube, and I think right now Matt's been doing—is um, it uh, free the delete on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. So he's I think going he's out been into his own business. Yeah, so he's been bringing eyes back on himself in his own yeah. way, and. Yeah, I think it's it's the right way Sooner
0: to do it. Sooner rather than later than the AEW, I'm pretty sure. And he's also obviously burying in the last hour. The fact that Rusev and Lashley main evented Raw on Monday night.
3: I just don't understand why Rusev has not won a single one of these oh, matches. I've God. heard th- about this match like eight times, and every time he takes a loss, Lashley wins with a screwy finish. Yeah. Like, if you're going to keep booking it, at least make it interesting.
0: Yeah, um, Kieran uh, on Twitter, buddy. The lack of creative direction for the Viking Raiders, minging name, uh, absolutely sensational in Na- New Japan, and we're terrific in NXT. No connection there now. Yeah, I. I- Think that since they've come up to the main roster, they've 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 kind of been lost. I mean, they they had the titles on them
3: quite quickly, but I think the name changes has yeah, really hurt them the as well. Raiders, going and from the
0: Warrior to the Viking, it's it's raiders. not even
3: that; it's changing their first names yeah. as well and making them the no two needs. most generic Scandinavian names that you I can know. think of, really, I isn't it? Dynamic.
0: Yeah, terrible. Uh, Matt Putting over Matt Hardy's Twitter game. Now, I don't know what this is. Uh, incredibly frustrated, but being a creative genius has potentially used it to his advantage. I don't know what the Twitter game is. I think it's, he's been
3: doing similar stuff to free the delete and, and yeah, uh, essentially yeah. just posting as the, wo- as, sorry, not the Woken, as the uh, broken Matt Hardy on Twitter and kind of playing up his YouTube series, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, cool. Um, Caledonian King, bury the lack of prestige. The Rumble has mind the days when people used to have a qual- qualify to get into it. People just telling us they're going in now. Aye, all for that. It used to be be a prestige thing. It's like, I'm I'm entering the Rumble. Who says you're entering the
3: Rumble? Yeah, exactly. Especially since there are no authority figures anymore.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Jesus. And he must put over Ricochet, getting a boot in the boss for chancing his arm with Brock. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm all for Ricochet getting used more because he's been kind of lost in the shuffle also recently. Also, book that match.
3: Make that. The yeah. Brock's match at Elimination Chamber, it's, it puts Ricochet over and it also gives Brock something to that, do. That's true. And
0: Ricochet maybe eliminating Brock in the rumble this
3: Mm, potentially, it depends on as it depends on as you have been constantly predicting the return of Kane Velasquez. Well, that's
0: true. That's true. We'll wait and see. Uh, and finally, uh, Kev's wanting to bury the WWE Tag Division. Wait, they beat you to it. Surely AOP, being an established tag team, should have won the titles. Absolutely, Kev. Well done. You may be in for listener of the week uh, <laughs> and put over Keith Lee. Big lad is brilliant. Should have a wee fat lad stable with Owens and Joe. The fat lads is a brilliant stable name.
3: Yeah, do it. Do it. I'm, I'm all for that. The, 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 the rest mer- who can't be our go oh, to the gym. The merch would fly out the door. They could be the American answer to Chips, Cheese and Donner meat. They could be. They could be all
0: for the fat lads. <laughs> um, if you want to buddy or put over anything next week, remember to hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on Facebook at Wrestling Daft get your hats your scarves your t-shirts well it's actually just t-shirts that we have to offer at our wrestling daft merch store online you can get some fantastic designs from catchphrases from the show such as Margaret there's the fiend chips cheese and Don on me and what else have we got on there? I've got crud up there. So you can get all these fantastic designs along with the Wrestling Daft logo at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. That's shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. You'll get the links on the Twitter and the Facebook as well. But some really, really good merchants. Actually really, really good quality as well. And if you do buy a t-shirt, please send us a pic so we can compete into our Hall of Fame. And we obviously want to do more t-shirts. So this week, we're going to ask you to vote on a new design Alex so here we go what are you voting for out of these one? we have going up for the vote I'm a mark remember when Grado told that story about uh, meeting Rick Flair in the toilet and saying I'm a mark <laughs>
3: um, on the condition that you get Grado to wear that every week when he's recording yep, the podcast
0: that'll definitely happen um, option two quintessential because Rab, like it. Like Rab it. says it every single episode quintessential he's a well-read man I'd expect he is so. he is so we're going to have a quintessential t-shirt or see the beak now that was uh, based on a comment from one of our listeners Stu,
3: from uh, a few episodes ago referring to triple h as the beak does that does that mean that's going to be some kind of goggly gooker inspired t-shirt because if so i think that one might get my vote right
0: okay so we're voting for the beak anyway you can vote on what you want to see on the next t-shirt Head to the Wrestling Daft Twitter, we'll have that up over the weekend um, And if you want to buy your t-shirts, you know where to go The Wrestling Daft merch stand, you can be the cool kid at the Royal Rumble When you're sitting watching it in the pub and people go, hey man, where did you get that t-shirt? And you go, huh? I headed to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft
3: Really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Really rolls off the tongue You just so Rab and Grail aren't
0: here, but we're continuing with the list of wrestling daft. And this week on the run-up to the Rumble, we want to find out your favourite Rumble. It's everyone's fans' favourite pay-per-view, isn't it, the Rumble? We love it. There's some brilliant moments in it. You know, from everything from Shawn Michaels winning from number one. Remember, that was a belter. AJ Styles debuting. Kofi Kingston's ways of staying in the match. And then you get always the injury, returns and surprises as well. So... It's every fans I think I think it's
3: everyone's favourite It's the quintessential pay-per-view It truly is, it truly is I think without the Rumble January would be a much bleaker month Let's be honest
0: So we're going to list our favourite Royal Rumbles And I thought Alex you could do it this week So what are your favourite Royal Rumbles? What goes in at number (laughs) 3?
3: Okay, so my third favourite Rumble Is 2010
0: These are just the first of 29 other men That will be thrown over the top rope Or if they have the courage that the WWE Universe lacks, they can be saved. And unfortunately, not everybody can win the Royal Rumble.
3: Excuse me.
0: Please. It's clabbering time. Who's the next sacrifice for Ben Grimm?
3: So the match starts early off with a certain CM Punk coming in at round number three. Eliminating everyone, and during his straight edge savior years, and just sitting in the middle of the ring and cutting promo after promo after promo after promo.
0: Was that when he was re-set up the Nexus? Was that when
3: this was before the Nexus? So this was still Straight Edge Society, right? That was Straight Edge Society, right? Okay. So he had the full Jesus beard hair look at the time. It was it was truly terrific. Uh, Shortly after that, we had uh, the second ever woman to enter a Royal Rumble. Uh, Beth Phoenix appeared and eliminated everyone's favourite Indian wrestler, Barjinder Mahal. That's right. The Great Cali.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the kiss over the rope thing. Yeah, it was yeah, indeed. Was
3: it also featured the beginning of the build to Michaels versus Undertaker 2 at WrestleMania. So this was the pay-per-view before the infamous moment when HBK comes out in the middle of the Elimination Chamber match and costs the Undertaker the title. Right, yeah. So uh, a lot of good promo work for Michaels pre this event. And I think the big one as well at the end was the return of Edge to come back in at number 30 and to win the Rumble. So my second favourite Rumble is 1992. So I think this is one of the infamous rumbles as being not only one of the few matches that the infamous Ric Flair competed in WWE before the demise of WCW, but also one of the few events while the then WWF title was on the line. So I think the star of the match has got to be Rick himself as he comes out at number three and pretty much Iron Man's the entire thing. It's lasting a whole 59 minutes and 26 seconds. And another big highlight of the match comes in when Big Psycho Sid, or Sid Justice at the time, comes in and managed to eliminate about six people in about five minutes, which for back in the day was, that was quite a performance. I think up until, ironically, the next Rumble I'm about to talk about was definitely the record at the time for the most eliminations in a single Rumble.
0: But I think um, also, 1992 Royal Rumble gave us the gift that keeps on giving with the Ric Flair.
3: Woo! Oh, it truly did. It truly did. And his promo work afterwards, holding the WWF belt that no one ever imagined Ric Flair of all people holding, was truly terrific as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bobby Heenan was on commentary, I think, for the '92
3: Rumble as well. Would it well? have been Heenan Monsoon? I at that think point? it was. But I, did. I mean, that, that generally is marked, but
0: it's one of the best. What's going to be at number one, though?
3: So, number one comes in with. 2001. This Rumble is known as uh, a bit of a history maker, as this was Stone Cold Steve Austin's third Royal Rumble win, Uh, up right now obviously holding the record for the most ever Rumble wins until WWE book Roman Reigns to come and beat that record. (laughs) Uh, It also features another record-breaking performance from the big red machine Kane, coming in and eliminating 11 men in total. There was also everyone's fantasy booking of the Brothers of Destruction teaming up and eliminating nine competitors in roughly about a minute. And I think some of the big, uh, some of the big returns for that day included The Big Show who at the time was an active competitor, The Honky Tonk Man and yes. Haku. I'd, I'd mentioned... I'm going to take a bump for you. Uh, I'm glad it was you that tried to do the impression <laughs> of Grado. And even Drew Carey. But I don't think anyone in the UK knows who Drew Carey is. No, so
0: no, I remember that. That set up a kind of feud with Kane, didn't it? I the believe so. Cain, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. He was like running away from Kane. I remember. Cool. I Royal Rumble two thousand. Not much argument. I would personally have went ninety two above that, but uh, actually, I,
3: I think for me because uh, I'm breaking yeah. kayfabe, I'm a bit too young to You're have seen ninety two yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah. Very two thousand and one was very, very much my generation. Yeah, yeah. And of course, is that not set up? Uh, Rock Austin at uh, WrestleMania 17 as well. Of course it is. at the time, Angle's the champion, and yeah. then Rock beats him at no way out.
0: Here's what you guys had to say on your favourite Royal Rumbles online. Uh, Fire Soul 86 is Royal Rumble 2000, uh, because Kane and Tai kept running in and out, in and, out and getting layered. They weren't actually entered into the Rumble. They just kept running. Kai and Tai, Finaki, <laughs> uh, and stuff. They kept running in and out. That was brilliant. I remember
3: that. I love that. I, I think we all love that old Kai yeah, and Tai. yeah. yeah
0: Anybody who doesn't say 1992 is the best rubble hasn't seen it or is a liar, says Stevie B. I'm
3: officially a liar. I apologise, Stevie B. Yeah, well,
0: it was number two, to be fair. I can still remember getting taped by a mate from school. I can still remember the name of the bastard who strode into school and spoiled the winner. Everybody on Monday morning when they go into work is going to be trying to avoid. Now, it used to be like you'd walk into school and someone would give you the winner. Now you've got to avoid social media altogether. Oh, it's
3: impossible. You literally need to turn your phone off and and stick to like you know, the financial times for the day. I'm
0: watching it uh, Monday night, so I do not want it spoiled by someone in the office on Monday. And everyone's going to be the exact same as me, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jim McKinley says 2005, when Cena and Batista accidentally eliminated each other, then Vince... In both quads, remember <laughs> that was the infamous moment. Vince story to the ring, and then really couldn't stand
3: up in the ring. Yeah, He'd he just falls both. over when he gets into yeah.
0: the ring. Oh man, that was a belter. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. 2017 was good. Nels starts his class heel run as King of the Cruiserweights, so he mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Cena and Styles have a belter, and the rumble was well unpredictable at the time. They that seen That Cena
3: Styles match was absolutely terrific. Yeah, it that was, year yeah.
0: Well. It was really, really good. That was my kind of match of the year 2017, wasn't it? It's oh, I think tender. so. I
3: think it was one of the few that's got five of Big Uncle dave is it bloody well?
0: hell is mm. it jesus seen a yes, a five-star match actually no i think that oh, one was
3: maybe i think it was like four and a half four right, three quarters right, right, yeah. right, i think point. it's only five star is with punk at money in the bank
0: oh really uh 2006 because it was the first pay-per-view i watched that's from john Bankier. Loved love the fact that mysterio was doing it for his pal that was eddie obviously doing it for uh. eddie in that time and he was a wee underdog in the final four when mysterio and rvd teamed up i went daft for it love good it good rumble love it good Great rumble, rumble good rumble uh, 2008 when Cena returned yeah that, that, that whole, was a huge yeah pop. when he was just kind of standing with the arms yeah that because that, it was the arena had that kind of it was like the opening door thing wasn't it and yeah, he was just it was, kind of standing that, that was cool yeah so I hope they
3: bring something like that back now that they have seem to have committed to doing a bit more set design yeah, I really hope they bring that, back something like that that, that, would, that
0: would be cool hopefully we'll see that on Sunday uh, I love rumble 2016 when Reigns defended his title in the rumble
3: matches Scott McKay I like that. I think we all even uh, when when you pop when you know Triple H is coming out of thirty and you still pop. Like, you know it's been a good rumble like yeah
0: that. yeah, obviously that was the kind of height of everybody hating Reigns so when Triple H eliminated us you know as the heel yeah, it, it was, was a it was massive massive, massive pop
3: it, it was a beautiful piece of booking by Mr. Mr. Paul Levesque ah, to put yeah, himself yeah, yeah, in that yeah. situation I
0: exactly. put the title back on himself mm-hmm. hmm. uh, 1993 Royal Rumble says Gavin McLean it's reason I think that's because our next door neighbour recorded it on VHS when I was about 5 and I watched every single night until Wrestlemania 9 Rick Flair was number one entry Macho Man stupidly tried to pin Yokozuna and deservedly tossed from the position over the ropes by Yokozuna to win <laughs> that was ridiculous uh, it was such a ridiculous sport. Macho Man goes to pin Yokozuna and he just lo- have you seen that I've seen it yeah, it's yeah. Rid- absolutely ridiculous but no, it was a good rumble Andy PRFC I wonder what team he supports 1998 was the first event I seen and set my wrestling fandom off Austin on the Rampage and the three faces of Foley in one match yeah, I that think that was, was a particularly good highlight. That, that was good. That was a really spot. Um, what do you think is going to happen this week in the Rumble?
3: I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it's, it's... I'm not sure. I think we have an unpredictable Rumble to a certain degree. I did see the bookies at about Christmas time even had the rock down in there at some no point. Way. So um, that's definitely not happening. But I think uh, we had a discussion about this beforehand. And I think we're kind of both in agreement that this is potentially Drew McIntyre's year.
0: I think Drew's going to go over. I think Drew's going to go over, and you know, obviously Robin Grady were talking about it last week as well, and Dallas was in as well, and saying that they, they all think that this could be... The, I mean, I think when you look at WrestleMania, now I think a given is going to be The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. I think that, and they can get to that match without Reigns winning the Rumble. Easily, you and know. we all
3: know that Team Corbin is going to come and eliminate yeah. Roman in some, some. I think way.
0: we're giving it a da- that Daniel Bryan's not going to win the title on um, on Sunday.
3: Well, he could that, he could win it, then drop it again in the chamber. They could they could do some dirty yeah, booking, well, they, 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 they
0: could do that. that. So who takes on Lesnar, right?
3: Oh, who, I think who, Drew has to take
0: them. Kane Velasquez is apparently meant to be in the Rumble, but I apparently he's injured. It's really mysterious
3: there. I think as well they'll save the Kane Brock stuff for the Saudi shows yeah. because that's that seems to be where they Ma- like to bring their big stars in because they can afford it for the yeah, Saudi yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So maybe they save that for because the, it's a Saudi show before WrestleMania happens. So who else is, uh, you know, who else is going to come up against Brock Lesnar? Who else is a threat in the WWE to Brock Lesnar? You know, Drew McIntyre is the only person that I can see that would, that would be big enough and tough enough to go against Brock.
3: I think the other one we all fantasy and book is Matt Riddle, but Matt's not leaving that, NXT anytime no, soon. No,
0: exactly. And, you know, th- there is Drew's turning face for a good reason. You know, he's going over with the crowd. I, I, I honestly can't look beyond Drew McIntyre for the run
3: And from a business perspective, with the BT deal, the amount of time and money they've put into it over here and stuff as well, what better way to attract fans than having a UK, a uh, British champion for the first time in a long time I don't
0: think Vince McMahon thinks that much
3: (laughs) I don't know if he (laughs) He's a savvy businessman mate, I don't think he thinks that much about booking, but I think he (laughs) thinks that much about business.
0: Fair play, fair play So listen, enjoy watching the Royal Rumble wherever you are, and try and avoid the spoilers on Monday
3: (laughs) Spoiler, Roman wins
0: Okay, so Rab and Grado aren't here, they'll be back soon but we still have your chance to win beer! in our br 52 match of the week last week Dallas was in Mark Dallas from ICW fame he picked out Goldberg versus Raven for the US title on Nitro back in April of 1998 and he wanted to know who Raven had taken the title from the night before on the pay-per-view and the answer was Alex do you know the answer to that one? no you don't Looking at me way it was DDP. Oh, uh,
3: I'll admit I forgot to prepare myself for that this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Most of the listeners probably just Googled it anyway. Congratulations to Stuart Brown, nailed that one and won the Create a Beer. Right now, we've got more chances for you to win beer as we pick out a classic wrestling match. And Alex, you've done that and you have a question on it.
3: So, the match that I've picked out, up and available on YouTube, is from the Super J Cup over in New Japan. And oh. from last year.
0: Oh, Japanese wrestling Rab is. I'm going after Rab's heart here. He's very. He's going to be sitting there, very proud that you picked a Japanese match.
3: I think he would be slightly annoyed that it's you know mainstream right, Japanese, okay, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. and it's also quite recent. So uh, the match is everyone's favourite British export in Japan, a Mr. Will Osprey up against someone he described as one of his personal heroes, Amazing Red. So that's free up on YouTube. And what I'd like to know is which of Will's many, many finishing moves did he put away Amazing Red?
0: Cool. Well, we'll get that up on the Facebook and the Twitter. And if you answer the question, you can win a case of beer. Uh, Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK, of course, because you can't drink if you're under 18. I mean, oh you
3: can't as long as you date around the back of the local community centre apparently. as long
0: as it's Mad Dog uh, but you can get free beer from Beer 52 which is a lot nicer than Mad Dog uh, you can get that at beer52.com forward slash wrestling we've got a special code there for you so normally when you sign up for these deals you get 8 beers but as you're a wrestling daft listener we're going to give you 10 beers and all you need to do is pay for the postage and packaging which is four ninety five. so for four ninety five, you can get a wee cargo for the weekend 10 free beers from Wrestling Daft, there you go. You can sit and enjoy the rumble with your Beer 52 and crack on with that. Um, it's a monthly subscription service for beer that you can sign up to. So go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling to get your first case of 10 beers for nada. <laughs> so, Robin and aren't here. Uh, we've decided to mark out a little bit, um, myself and Alex. Uh, and if you've been to a wrestling event in Scotland particularly, you've seen this man. But well, it's an ICW ring, a PBW ring, Source, Discovery, PWI, the list goes on. If you see a wrestling referee, it's probably him. Please welcome to Wrestling Daft,
1: Mr. Sean McGoughlin. Uh, I've never got an introduction like that, man. There you go, the man. Give <laughs> it in
0: the big one. Uh, now, we got you on, we had you on this week because I personally am completely intrigued about the referees. Because, you know, coming from, I've never done any wrestling training. I just watch it and I love it. But I'm really intrigued to the referee's role. Not just in the ring, backstage and all that sort of stuff. So I'd love to hear what you've got to say. First of all, how the hell do you become a wrestling referee?
1: Uh, you just need to be shit at wrestling basically <laughs> man. Uh, you just go to training the first day and they're like, you, you can nah. be a ref, that'll be fine. Well, like personally, from my experience, I got i started going to training to learn like how to bump and how to like Yeah. Work, work matches and stuff like that to then do like a manager role like I wanted to be a manager but then just one day um, they were doing training matches and I just ended up refereeing a match and then just from there on it just kind of took off within about two weeks I was refing on the first show and stuff like that and I just haven't looked back since really to be honest it, it's been great, being a great move for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. why do you think the you know the management side didn't work for you then? Did, did, was it just that it was like, yeah, you're now a referee? Did you not then pursue? The no, I didn't. I just
1: didn't pursue. After I started refereeing, I just didn't pursue uh, becoming a manager. That I just realised that like refereeing was for me, and I just didn't know it at the time. And like every, every show needs a referee, like yeah. not every show needs a manager. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah, yeah, that standpoint, yeah. I was like, right, well, I could I could be on as many shows as I want as I want to be on if I just put in the work.
3: And yeah. you can do multiple matches a night, so you can be part well, of multiple well, matches yeah. as well. I
1: mean, that it's good. It, it's good, but then it's also got its downfall because by half nine, you're knackered. <laughs> How yeah. can you
0: be knackered <laughs> as a referee? Come or- on, honestly,
1: on it, you'd be
3: surprised. Is that arm you just like,
0: getting really sore? See, when you're Do I like
3: train when you go home at night and just slap the arm down on the ground consistently just to get it up to get up to <laughs> strength? <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> no, it's honestly well, knackering, man. So there's like. So like uh, Stevie Xavier and Liam Thompson, they love doing uh, cradle pins, back and forth, back and forth, and you get from you're going from one corner of the ring to the other, just constantly hitting this mat, and it really tires you. <laughs> it really tires you out like, I always find calling it a mat probably undersells the fact that it's like planks of wood Oh no, yeah, yeah, really yeah. isn't it yeah well the canvas then the canvas yeah, right, yeah. and honestly it can be quite tiring it depends who you're in with if you're in with two lazy guys that just don't want to do anything Grado <laughs> no <laughs> your words John not mine <laughs> uh, yeah if you're in with people like, that, like I mean it's it's a piece of piss but other than that it can, it can be quite exhausting man that's why like I think it's important as a referee that you still train and. Yeah, you still like try and keep yourself in the best shape you possibly can, because there is a cardio aspect to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So where did you train then?
1: Um, I trained at the PBW Academy. Um, that's run by Kid Fight Ross Watson. Uh, that's that's produced some training, uh, some great stars like Noam Dark Kenny Williams, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly Ray, Stevie Xavier. Just yeah, the list is endless, really. Krieger, looking sharp, people like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. Some great talent coming through still for the school. Angel Hayes, Danny Edwards, Daz Black, who I know you were talking about a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, Daz was yeah, Daz He's fantastic man. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He is Absolutely great. Brilliant. I love him, man. He's class.
0: So so why didn't you really pursue the wrestling? Because obviously you got into the wrestling training to become a wrestler. Why didn't you pursue that forward Did you just kind of recognise it? You looked around and you saw like, like no, I'm done or whatever. I'm no near... That, or was it just a personal uh, decision?
1: Uh, no, well, I, I, I was never going to train to be a wrestler. I was just right. training so I had the basics down of like bumping, running the ropes, like planning stuff, like just to be in, just so I knew how to plan a match and stuff like that. But like I said, like, be, like I wanted to do the management side of things and then I never yeah, pursued yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you
0: didn't have the ambition to kind of do the wrestling, you just went for the training? No, because
1: like, I, I know in myself that. I know. I know what I'm capable of and what right, I'm not capable of. Right. I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could have been working at ICW, for example, as a wrestler. Right, right, right. Like right. Uh, I don't think I could have been working at Discovery as a wrestler. I couldn't have. I certainly couldn't have got bookings down in England as a wrestler. Mm. But I did do a match. I had done one match a few months really? ago. Uh, when was Oh it no, then? was
0: this. Was this a Discovery. I, race? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Discovery yeah it was the same
1: day as ICW's Fear and Loathing show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wrestled a match. I tagged with Kid Fight. In a match, and then I went and done ICW for Loven the same day. You must have been wrecked after that, surely. I was okay at the time. But to see you the next morning, I was absolutely scunnered. I was knackered, man. Did you? Did you take any bumps? Yeah. yeah did yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I learned to take them, so I might as well yeah, have just yeah, throw yeah. them all in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got beaten in, but I got pinned. Done the job. Done the job. Done the good, job. good. <laughs> good. Oh, but I'm sure you tell Kid Fight that you carried him through that match, no doubt. Oh, definitely. I planned the whole thing. He was, oh, <laughs> he was smoking his e-fag like that. <laughs> when am I coming in, boy? When am I coming in? <laughs> no, it was good. But uh, we were working. Uh, who were we wrestling? Kings of Catch, uh, which are Aspen Faith and Lewis Govern, Lou Lew King Sharp and Krager and the Anti-Fun Police from down south. Don't know if you know them. They're, they're, they're great. Yeah, is, are that, is that like ICW a right censor
0: kind of gimmick? It's similar it? to yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh,
1: no fun done, and I can't, I, I can't say Santos's full name because it's just it's a mouthful. But I just call him Santos Junior. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're fantastic, man. They're great. They they, great. They
3: are getting those proper right censors booze. Like I've seen yeah. them at
1: ICW a couple of times, yeah. and yeah, the crowd yeah. absolutely despise them. It's great. If any, I mean, if any, it's just like, you know, when you had that absolute bitch of a teacher, man, and they just wouldn't <laughs> ha- let you have any fun. That's no fun done in Santos, man.
0: So when you, you're you ref in a match, what gets. Do, are you with the guys when they're they're like plotting, when they're going through the match?
1: I mean, I don't do, need do, to be. Do, do, I don't need do to be. Not, no, no. I don't need to be. But, no. they,
0: but they come to you and, you know, they say, right. Sean, we want you to to do this, we want you to
1: do that. Yeah, You're, yeah, so yeah. Come and you, you won't yeah. have
0: any involvement in, in, in that planning then? Well,
1: no? like, for every ref it might be different. I yeah. don't know how. I, I know, just from working with Thomas Cairns at ICW, um, we both work similar And the fact that we'll go up and ask them, these need us to know anything? You're right, 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 okay. And they'll tell us what they want us to know. Um, there are there's refs that won't, that won't. They'll just go and... I mean it might be a confidence thing it might just be like they just don't want to make mistakes but they, they'll just go and do what they want they'll just go with the flow go with the right. flow and then maybe find out during the match even Really? Yeah. So, so a
3: lot of the times they go in without knowing the result and stuff like that I, well, I don't know do they always know the card
1: I mean I mean if, you, if you're reading if you're, if you're looking at a run order, you're sitting through a run through you, you know who's going over and what but things can change things can change mid, mid-match that's happened to me before and so you need, so you need to let them. You need to communicate with them. Let them know uh, things are changing. And
0: I, have you got an ear? Have you so have you got an earpiece in for most of the shows you do?
1: I've got an earpiece in for ICW. Yeah,
0: Who, who's in your who's in your earpiece? Uh, um,
1: it differs. Usually it's uh, Rudo. Right. Yeah. Well, as now since he started working yeah, in a yeah, yeah. more backstage role, uh, sometimes it's Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've got an, an earpiece in for ICW. Uh, I think that's the only one actually. Uh, TNT down south in Liverpool. Right. I use an earpiece there with uh, referee James Greenwood. We just talked to each other on that earpiece. Right. Um, but nothing really changes there. Like when mid match, they're like everybody knows what they're doing there.
0: Yeah. So what? So what sort of things are, are Dallas or Rudolph saying in interior piece? earpiece? I mean, sweet nothings, sweet nothings.
1: Sweet nothings. <laughs> this one's sweet nothings. In my ear. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. They're not. They, they, they just tell me how long's left in a match. Like, so it's
0: more for and ti- it's it's, it's rather than time, instructions If
1: someone looks like they've took a sore one They'll ask Give me the old X yeah, the, uh, well, yeah, I've had to do that I've had to do that about four times Really? Yeah, so like that, that's another thing I'd, By the time I was five years in I'm six or seven years in now But by the time I was five years in I'd called off a match four times Thomas, <laughs> who's been refing ten years like Thomas is so professional, man He's class, I mean. That's quite said crap. He's class, I mean. <laughs> he's class, I mean. Uh, he hadn't called off a match ever. Really? He'd just been so lucky that nobody had ever took a sore one. And, like, he's had to stop a match or anything. But I had to call off so many. And the earpiece comes in handy for that. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, I think two or three of them, I didn't have an earpiece in because we just hadn't got to that stage where we were using them yet. And so people, tons of people are coming out to find out what's going on. But with the earpiece, people just, like... For example, Dallas will say to me, is this legit? Is this? And I'll just look up at, at the hard cam uh-huh. and I'll I'll throw up the X or I'll throw up a fist so he knows that I'm telling right, right, that right, this right, is right. legit. Yeah, and So that's where the earpiece comes in handy. But other, uh, unless there's a change of a match or a legit injury, it's just a case of times. So,
0: I mean, is that effectively, I mean, the, I don't want to downgrade the referee, but <laughs> the referee is there, obviously, to make the count, call the match. But really one of your main things as well is just for the timings and aspect. going right guys five minutes you know rather much, go, yeah. home, go home pretty yeah. much
1: like there's times like just from from my experience uh, there's times where I've had to maybe say to somebody when they've got someone like a sleep like a rest with a chin lock or something yeah. I'll say turn around face this way so more of the crowd see it so the camera sees it oh, right, that's yeah, just yeah, from my yeah, experience yeah. And yeah, yeah, maybe that's... working with someone that's a little less experienced than myself yeah. so I can just give them a pointer that way but I mean majority of the time it's just telling them the times and Do
3: you find yourself communicating with the wrestlers and stuff a lot? Like or is it just yeah. once or twice a match?
1: No, a lot. Like but not always like I don't know if you should be saying that's not always, like, for the good of the show. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just ribbing them. Out. Cracking jokes to each other. And fucking, oh, the guy runs, oh, that was fucking shite, mate. So, so, so that. they
3: all have to learn, like, a degree of ventriloquism so that I, you can kind of communicate. Without, it, uh, you,
0: you watch, obviously, the wrestling, and you're like, you obviously, you, they, they call it, but it's really hard to tell when they're actually talking to each other. Unless it. you're John uh, Cena. Uh, unless cases. you're John Cena, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's all about the facial expression, man. See if you look... Like, you're telling them something, like, maybe giving them my trouble. <laughs> but you could be saying anything. You could be saying <laughs> anything, man. Like, uh <clears throat> <coughs> <coughs> Come on, come on! you so I mean, it's not a bad story, but yeah, yeah. Um, they're probably going to kill me. Uh Mark Matt Coffey always hit out with office quotes. Like, journal. The- <laughs> 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 like, they're always, always hitting out the office quotes. Because we all watch The Office, the, the UK yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Not that crappy American one. And uh, we like all the time, Jackie Polo as well. Man, but he, he'll definitely I'm, kill me for saying I'm, that.
3: I wish I'd known that before watching TakeOver Blackpool 2. I don't think I'd. <laughs> do. oh, I, don't know <laughs> like, I don't know if it happened. <laughs> I <reckon> he's just <laughs> translating them into German to Walter. No, I don't know if
1: it would have happened there because it was new. Year, but <laughs> from my experience, it's always office quotes.
3: <laughs> right.
0: So, is that what, what other strange things have you heard in the ring then from, from wrestlers when they've been kind of communicating and calling the match? Have you heard anything like really fucking weird?
1: Uh, we were doing a show In Hamilton I think it was It was a circus like we were, No it was It was way out in Edinburgh It was at a circus Right And they'd booked For like the last hour Of the circus To be wrestling So a couple of So uh, there was about Five, six of us Go out to do this show Set the ring up So you
0: part of the ring crew As well I
1: you? was at this yeah, point Yeah, yeah. Now. Sometimes I'll still do it Yeah but, uh, <laughs> There was a Smell Of Shite right just floating about the ring Gradle wasn't involved in this no no. no, (laughs) Gradle had managed to pull a a belter and not get on this show (laughs) Uh, there was a smell of crap in the ring man and it was Mark Coffey and Kenny Williams wrestling each other who always have cracking matches man I think this was one of their not so good matches because of this that really bad smell man and it goes to the double down and Mark turns to Kenny and he just starts shooting abuse at him while they're both down I'm (laughs) like I just buckle, and uh, they're going back and forth. Oh, you're stinking, you're smelling, blah 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 blah. Uh, we get backstage, and I just goes, like ah, sorry guys, that was me that farted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but they thought it was each other, and that's the, I just
1: couldn't stop laughing at them to just <laughs> argue with each other about who farted and who didn't. <laughs> but in fact, it was me.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, have uh, like have you ever fucked up a match? Have you ever, you know? counted and realized it's, that's not been the finish of the match so you went one done like a fast yeah. count or something oh, oh, yeah. I've not done a
1: fast count but no, but, like, but
0: accidentally messed up the finish of a match
1: yeah I think really? anyone that says that they've not are lying like to be honest everybody's going to make mistakes Yeah, like yeah. in any profession especially wrestling uh, there's been times where uh, people haven't kicked out in time and I've counted the three and then they'll come backstage and say oh but I kicked out I said aye hey, you kicked out but after the fucking three <laughs> it's not my fault you know what I mean yeah 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 uh, but yeah again it's just mistakes uh, people make them and I've done I've done it as well where I've not counted the three because I'm expecting a kick out <laughs> 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 that <laughs> that. That <laughs> you went that last time
0: really slow yeah, yeah
1: yeah and like honestly you've never felt so low in all your life man see when you you know that you're the reason that everybody's shouting you fucked up it's honestly the worst, man.
3: And the British wrestling crowds are very fucking oh, vocal, right. aren't they like, yeah, it's... yeah,
1: they're they unforgiving, man. ICW they're crowds too. Also, some of them are unwashed, but that's another story. <laughs> another day. So some, the smell wasn't coming from you that day; it was coming from the crowd. <laughs> no, but like, and but mistakes happen, don't they? It, 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 it's, it's bad. See, when it's people that you make a mistake and it affects the people that like bat for you in places and stuff like that. Yeah, you just feel like you've let them down, man. But like I said, that we're all human. Yeah, no, We, no, we no, all I'm make I'm mistakes, I'm you know what I mean? So. It's just never happened on a big stage. Like, Good. It? Which, thankfully, I'm happy about. But we'll wait and see. There's still time. <laughs> There's still time.
3: So,
0: like, do you, like the wrestlers out, out there, you know, everybody obviously goes, oh, I want to be in WWE, I want to be in AEW. Mm-hmm. Is there a progression, like, for a referee? Would, like, say, for example, NXT UK, like, maybe approach you going, listen, we like what you do in the ring as a ref. How, how do you make that move from, say, independence into, into an AEW or XE or Impact or whatever?
1: Um Well, me and Thomas have both done NXT UK. Really? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, we done it last year. Was it last year? Yeah, we've done it last year. Thomas done the tapings at Cambridge. Taking the Vinny money. <laughs> was it good, 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 well, you don't have to tell the figures. It,
0: is, it, is it good money for ref and the WWE show?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I was okay on it. I mean, yeah, I could, I, yeah but so good. much so you were asking Dallas for a raise, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, money aside, it was the best experience of my life. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. What match were you calling? Uh, I, done, I can't remember what Thomas done at Cambridge, but I wasn't there. But then I done the next set of tapings, and I was down in Birmingham, and I'd done Killer Kelly versus Charlie Morgan, and then what else did I do? I'd done a tag match as well the next day, and I can't remember who was in it, but it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> so no, so was you don't it, get like, a full time gig; it's the match. But then yeah. I ended up doing, I ended up doing a few. T- I ended up doing the first UK takeover in Blackpool. Wow. I'd done Dave Master versus Eddie Dennis, and that. Oh, decent. Um, and then yeah I'd done a few shows for NXT UK it was, it was great best experience of my life yeah 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 and it, it, unfortunately it just never came to anything for me but I mean, is, there
0: still, is there still a chance there must still be a chance there for you though. I'd
1: like to think so but I don't know I mean their ref team now the house fantastic they've got like the likes of Joel Allen Chris Sharp Chris Robertson Tom Scarborough and um, they've got a girl called Artemis who I don't actually know but uh, I've been told good things about yeah. but they're they're, fant- they're a fantastic team man, they work great as a unit like to do the ring and stuff like because like that's expected of you at WWE is it really? yeah, yeah the refs um, are the ring crew
0: oh really? But, I mean, oh. yeah so so are they, do, are they well full- I
1: was uh, I can't when imagine, I was there They were.
3: Cause I can't imagine Earl Hebner like set up a <laughs> no,
1: to... <laughs> <laughs> reason you know what I mean Within reason
0: so are they full time with the WWE then these guys? I really don't know yeah, I really yeah, yeah. don't
1: know um, I know when I was there I, I wasn't so I was still working my, yeah, yeah. my normal job but I don't know I, I, I wouldn't want to talk for them
3: no, but, uh, no, no. Are you finding now that referees are starting to kind of have more personality as a referee and being more part of the match the the example I'd use is obviously Aubrey Edwards and her facial expressions during AEW I and mean stuff. it does
1: help it does help um, yeah but it's not always a good thing It's not because it does detract from the match like when I was training that's, that was drilled into me it's certainly drilled on it was certainly drilled down to Thomas when he was training <laughs> and when he was coming up. Yeah, I mean a facial expression's good. It does sell a lot, but then y- y- you need to limit it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'd hate to I would hate to be reffing in a match and people just watching me and not watching yeah. these two guys that are literally risking their lives at every bump and every every move they do. Like that would be shit for them. That would that, I'd i I'd feel awful but it's I thought I'm good at what i do. doing. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on. <laughs> I'm kidding on. But uh, I, just when you're saying that there, like the track referees, like having a bit more personality in that. Uh, the end of last year there, I met a boy, a wee boy, like, and his mum who come to every show, Jamie's name is, and uh, his mum just said, oh, he just loves you and Thomas and Simon Cassidy, the yeah, announcer. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just loves you three. Like, he, he, he loves you and he loves Thomas. Like, I think he wants to be a ref. And I'm like, right. Well, let me meet this boy then. So I'm, I meet him, and he's like the nicest boy you've ever met in your life. Like he's so polite. He's just well mannered. He's been raised well. And uh, yeah, he's want to be a referee and try to talk him into training, <laughs> which I, f- I feel horrible about because I'd like him to go train and become a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, what the yeah. school's there for, pretty, pretty much. But yeah, he wants to be a referee. So, and I, I, I don't mind that. See, when someone says, "Oh, like you help, like." He wants to be like you. He wants to referee. I'm like, like fair enough, because it helps with the boy's confidence. I like, like this is a shy guy, and mm. he's getting to know me and Thomas and and Simon helps with his confidence and h- helps him just get that way a bit more confident to go to training. Yeah. But I,
3: th- I think the thing is as well is that a lot of people, like what you said earlier, they know their own physical limits, and they don't think they'd be able to do the role of a wrestler, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they want to get into the industry, and so it's what would I
1: want to do in the industry if you know what I mean see that's the thing like I'm saying I know my physical I know my own limits and stuff like that but then Kid Fight was always always on at me to like for five years he was always like debut this year debut this year he wanted me to wrestle and I was like nah. he, like, he thinks I could do it but I was like nah, I don't think I can
0: Yeah,
1: but sure. I, I might I might have been able to I mean, Brad I'm Maddox to it. did it who else what other famous referees <laughs> <laughs> what else Shane McMahon done it. Shane he, McMahon he used, yeah, to, be ref- yep, he used yeah, to be a referee Shane Stevens yep he used to be a referee
0: Ronnie Garvin?
1: I Ronnie care, Garvin, I think, maybe. Ronnie
0: Garvin, I think. was yeah. uh, It's listen, Nunzio. It's
1: Nunzio done the opposite. Nunzio was a wrestler and then became a referee. Is he now still a referee? I don't know, but I know he was refereeing for WWE uh, hmm. about five, six years ago.
0: See he's a bit of booking for you, Mark Dallas's. Listen, imagine, right? He, right? Won't, be, he won't be listening. <laughs> nah, he, <'cause> won't be, <laughs> he knows that I'm on ah, it. But imagine, right, some sort of faction, right? There's the, we do the NWO third man kind of gimmick, right? <laughs> Who's the third man? And there's some sort of uh, tag team. You're refereeing it. You go <laughs> for the, the, big, the big finish. <laughs> One, two, but then you pause on the three and then you pull up off the ref shirt and there's some sort of faction t-shirt underneath it could you and you're not the, just stuck be the man could you not be a <laughs> faction that. of
3: referees and just have all the refs just turn on the wrestlers d- for a day that would, be ama- that would be amazing Degeneration ref <laughs> <laughs> see you have thought about this what I said we're booking this there's call, a yeah. t-shirt for
0: you <laughs> d yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, listen thanks very much for coming in, Sean. have you got a favourite referee because you know you ask is there a referee out there, there you go That that's my favourite right?
1: yeah me yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Thomas. Thomas is my favorite. Thomas. Thomas Kearns.
0: I guess it had to be Thomas, really. Um, one final question: Did you get to keep your WWE ref shirt?
1: Yes, I've got. Yes, I, I've got three of them. Nice. <laughs>
0: nice, 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 Listen, thanks for coming in. It's given us a real. I, I love that. It gives us a real insight into Not the, at all. the Not at all. Uh, when are you your next on? Where can we see you next?
1: Friday. Uh, so tomorrow. Hold on, let me get my phone out first because I've got details of everything. So, people can, details, so right. people can buy got sell. So people can buy tickets. Yeah, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? PWI tomorrow. I'm um, at Larkhall Community Centre. First bell's half past six. There's only 15 frontal tickets left, and they're £15 pound each, and they will sell out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will, like, yeah, like, yeah. the. Uh, Kriger always sells out, man. Brilliant. And then Sunday, I'm at Fierce Females. That's at the shed in Glasgow. Early entries, 6 o'clock, main doors are half 6, and the show starts at 7. You can get your tickets at fiercefemales.co.uk. Brilliant, get the plugs in there. And hit the mic while you
0: (laughs) Sean, thanks very much.
1: Thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure, thank you.
0: So that's it. Hopefully you made it to the end of the podcast without Rab and Grady. Like I say, they'll be back in a few weeks' time, uh, and it'll be myself and Alex holding the fort, guiding the wrestling dash ship, through the rocky waters for the next couple of weeks Um, so we'll hopefully have more guests and listen we'd love you to be on the show as well we'd love to have a guest mark on the show so if you want to come on and join the party please get involved hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on Facebook we'll put out a message we'd love to have you as a guest mark on the show next week because it is your show (laughs) there you go um We've got to award our listener of the Week, however. We've got to put the strap on someone else. Uh, Hazy had it last week. And I think there can only be one winner this Yeah, week.
3: there's got to be no debate here. There's only one.
0: El Russo, Malo, you have won the belt for the fact that you bought your wife the 24-7 belt for her Christmas, and you bought your son a referee shirt so he can ref the matches.
3: So he's now a double champion.
0: He's now a that double is, champion. Well done, sir. That is the biggest markout I have heard ever so congratulations you will get the belt on your waist and um, we'll be back with more wrestling daft next week um until then enjoy the royal rumble and we'll just have to do Guerrero's catchphrase for him since he's not here
3: after it's, you john it's yourself <laughs> and quintessential goodbye this is for network